2: Hello and welcome to uh the Arsenal. <laughs> oh, I don't know what I'm talking about the moment. Hello, welcome to the Goon talk. I nearly said the Arsenal way then. Um we've had a hell of a lot of audio issues this morning and yesterday, but uh I've got a new cable on the way, but we're gonna have to deal with this uh for the moment because it sucks that it's like this. But uh I hope you're doing good and well. I hope you've had a good start to your weeks. Um I know it's only just started, but uh Yes, uh, we are hopefully going to see lots of transfer news dropping this week, lots of stuff going on in the world of Arsenal. And uh, yeah, we will be updating you continuously, hopefully in crisp, clean audio as well. And uh, if it's working now, uh, that's a good sign. But uh, let's crack on with today's stories after, of course, saying good morning to those joining us live in the chat box. Good morning to Red Star, to Tom, to Christopher, to William, Lars, Uh, good morning to gonna dude good morning to christopher mike good morning to sweating merlo ray good morning to kedrog tony uh, sir nicholas amira hash julian stephen good morning to all of you uh, and also i think we've got a brand new member if i did see one indeed i did mark taylor thank you so much for joining up as a brand new member really appreciate your time and continued support of the channel as well it means a hell of a lot so thank you so much for that right then Let's crack on with our first story of the day. Uh, Ramsdale has met up, of course, with the England national side. Uh, you can see a meeting here with Tyrone Mings. Uh, really good to see uh, all of the lads, of course, uh, now continue to play football. We've got some more football to watch uh, with the season now officially over in terms of the domestic side of things. So we've got some June fixtures, uh, Euro qualifiers, all that lovely stuff. And uh, Ramsdale, could he make that jump? to the first uh, spot in the England squad. He's still got Jordan Pickford to get past, so there is a lot still to do on his part. But could this be the moment uh, where we see uh, a continued effort by Ramsdale to get into the England number one spot? We will see Bukayo Saka also seen arriving, uh, sporting a new haircut, it seems, slightly shorter this time. Uh, with the England national side as well. Reminds me, I need to get mine cut. Uh, you don't want to see what's under here. It's uh, it's not looking good right now, but Kaia uh, Saka inspiring us, uh, hopefully for the future uh, of haircuts. Uh, but Saka will be a big part of that England team under Southgate. Frustratingly so. I wrote about this previously that I really don't see the point of Saka being with the England team right now. He's played so much football, he could break into his 5,000th minute of action if he does play with England over these uh, games that we've got coming up this month. It makes no sense whatsoever for Saka to be playing, but here we are. This is the situation we're in. So, Arsenal have very kindly released a whole list of uh, of our friendlies. Uh, well, not friendlies, but kind of Nations League and uh, qualifiers for the Euros and things like that. So, we've got a hell of a lot of action going on over the next couple of weeks or so, or just a week or so. Uh, June, Thursday, June 15th, we've got Spain against Italy to watch Jorginho. Friday, June 16th, we've got the United States, which, of course, includes Balogun, Turner and Trusty against Mexico. Malta against England, which includes Sacra and Ram. Ramsdale. Andorra against Switzerland, which of course, Xhaka is in, but will Xhaka still be an Arsenal player? Who knows? Uh, Kivior for Poland against Germany and then on the Saturday, we've got Norway against Scotland, so Odegaard versus Tierney, Azerbaijan versus Estonia, so Karl Heine could be in goal for Estonia in that game, Runnison could be in goal for Iceland against Slovakia and then on the Sunday, we've got Italy to play a game, um, it says to be confirmed at the moment, I assume that's depending on who they uh, face in the Nations League finals, uh, depending on the other uh, potential game in that uh, in that roster. Uh, Madagascar play Ghana in Parte's first game of the summer for the internationals. England play North Macedonia. Switzerland then play Rome, uh, Romania on the Monday as well. USA uh, also against a to be confirmed opponent with those CONCACAF Nations League finals. Tuesday we've got Scotland against Georgia, Norway against Cyprus, Moldova against Poland, Estonia against Belgium and Iceland against Portugal. So that's all of the games that are going on uh, regarding the internationals with Arsenal players involved in one way, shape or form. Now, moving into potential renewal of contracts, Reese Nelson has returned to Arsenal. He posted on his Instagram yesterday, um, discussing, talking uh, about, uh, hinting towards that new contract. Uh, So I look forward to hopefully seeing Reece Nelson involved uh, in a new contract signature. Fingers crossed we see that. That's what we are waiting for. So, yes. Uh, And I'm just in Derek's question. Do you mean Saka Ramsdale and Rice uh, involved in the England national team? Yes, indeed. There's lots of uh, international games where we might be able to see some Arsenal transfer targets involved. But Reece Nelson posting, hinting. Back at Arsenal, is it to sign his brand new Arsenal contract? We'll have to wait and see. But the expectation is indeed that he will be doing that. Uh, Same along those lines. Simon Collins reporting that Saliba is expected to sign that new deal in the next couple of weeks. So hopefully we'll see an announcement on that very soon as well. Now moving into our sole two transfer lines of the day, uh, according to Fabrizio Romano, Declan Rice and Arsenal are set to enter what is described as crucial stages of these negotiations regarding a fee, trying to agree that with the West Ham there suggestions that behind the scenes, the rice side of things is, is absolutely fine, but it 's now between Arsenal and West Ham to try and agree. Uh, on a deal to try and bring in the England international. We know it's going to be very expensive. We know that West Ham are looking for around £100 million. Arsenal are willing to spend upwards of £90 million, it seems. But, uh, yeah, Arsenal are said to enter. The crucial stages of the deal this week, and an official bid is expected very soon after positive talks in recent days. The Gunners feel they're ahead of Bayern as a player. Priority is to continue in England, but the timing will be crucial for Arsenal, says Romano. So we'll keep you updated continually with this, but... We're just hoping to get a really positive update on this at some point in time. And then we have an interesting link uh, that we have discussed before, but seems to be coming more to the fore. And that's a link to Timothy Castagna of Leicester City. Arsenal is said to be targeting the Belgian international as a possible fullback alternative to Ivan Fresnader. This is reported by Sasha Tavalieri, of course, Belgian football journalist, all in the know around things to do with the Belgian national team. So, I have no uh, doubts about his info. Uh, He's very sound. He does his due diligence and certainly finds out stuff. He's been on the channel before and he's certainly reported on plenty of things in the past that have certainly turned out to be the case. Lukonga was a great example of that. Uh, So let's wait and see what happens with Castagna. Um, But certainly Castagna appears to be a player that Arsenal are looking at to be one of those competitive fullback options. He offers something at both right-back, he offers it at left-back. He was really, really good at Atalanta. He started really well at Leicester and unfortunately, along with a number of players in that Leicester team, has been a a victim of that situation. But I just feel as though if you can resurrect that player's kind of career to what we saw of it at Atalanta, where he was really impressive at Atalanta um, at 27 years of age, good age, lots, uh, of course, that can still be Uh, done with the player and and I think in terms of you add Tommy Asu and Castagna to this team you've all of a sudden got some really good options Um, but you can be sure that we'll be bringing you a tactical breakdown insight on the player finding out as much as we can is he right for Arsenal is he good enough for Arsenal we'll be making those calls and making those uh, analysis in the coming days but yes that is all of today's Arsenal stories so let's go to part two and your questions right after this Okay then Uh, let's jump into the chat box and tackle some of the questions that you've got. Uh, It is, by the way, here in the UK, we were talking about the weather recently and it has got to a ridiculously warm temperature. Now, this office is a struggle. So um, I'm going to try and tackle as many questions as I can. But I will be trying to escape this office as soon as feasibly possible because I'm going to be sitting in it. I can't have the window open at the moment because I feel bad for the neighbours, you know, doing a show at 8 a.m. You've got to think about it. Uh, you've got to think about the neighbors. So, windows are closed. Very stuffy in here, indeed. But I'm going to try and tackle as many of your questions. As I can. So uh, let's let's try and go through some of these. Matt G says, one interesting thing to report about the Saliba signing a new contract is two Premier League clubs were actively trying to sign him. Which two Premier League clubs do we think that they were? I think Manchester United will have been one of them. Uh, and I think that potentially either Chelsea or Man City would have been the other. I think that would have made the most sense. I suppose Liverpool potentially too with Van Dyke needing a replacement. Maybe that's in the works, but it could have really been any of them. What we have heard from talk sport is that Real Madrid apparently were interested in it Saliba has actually turned down interest from others you know still suggestions some have really tried to desperately cling on to the whole Arteta criticism around how he was dealt with the treatment and things like that let's be honest those loan deals have made him the player that he was and then the coaching under Arteta this season has been brilliant um, for Saliba and the fact that he's turning down interest from Real Madrid I think should be enough to tell you anything about his view of Arsenal and the club right now. It is in a very, very good place indeed. And that is a big credit to the club, Arteta, and those around Saliba that have helped him get to this place, including the player himself. Um... Temi says, can Guardiola now leave? I doubt it, but we can keep our fingers crossed. Uh, Jakob Laguna says, Hey Tom, if Arteta wants to bring in a creative midfielder this summer, do you think there is a possibility of us signing Dominic Zoboslay? How much do you think he would cost? I haven't heard any suggestions that we're looking at him actively at this moment in time. Of course, we were very interested in him when he was at Red Bull Salzburg. I think he's uh, got something like 13 or so assists this season. He's done very well in the Bundesliga still, despite not necessarily having his profile highlighted as much. Um, I think he would cost a significant amount of money, you know, upwards of 30, potentially, upwards of 40 million pounds because they bought him for around 20 million pounds only in January of 2022, I think it was. Uh, maybe it was 2021, in fact. But I think, yes, I think it was. So, you know, there's still a lot to uh, a lot to come from that player. And uh, I think they're going to be looking to make a profit if they do indeed decide to move him on, if they're open to that even. And he himself, Zobosla, has been speaking to the media actually at the end of the season. He said that... If he can move to one of the top five or six clubs in the world, he would do that. And I would put Arsenal in that bracket right now, personally. Uh, let's go. Martin says, it's not that hot. Over 30 is starting to get hot. Oh, trust me, Martin. It's hot. <laughs> it's all subjective. It's all our own opinions. Um, Tom says, Hey Tom, uh, as a la- in terms of uh, landing, both Rice and Kaiseido seems too tall of an ask due to their price tags. Who would be your preferred second midfielder signing this summer? I mean, if Arsenal get hold of Gundogan on a free, that'd be great. I'm not ruling out the idea of, of Caicedo and Rice coming in. I do personally think that Arsenal have the financial capacity to bring in both because the interest to bring in both has been there since January, you know, Arsenal were more than open to signing both players. If they got Caicedo, which they really tried to do in January, that was not going to stop them, you know, regarding rice in the summer. There was always an intent to try and bring both players in. So, I know some people have got their reservations about how much they think Arsenal are capable of spending and that probably comes from a reputation the club have. But from my perspective, there's been no indication at all that Arsenal don't have the capacity to try and go for both players. But the focus is very much on Rice right now. Let's see if that affects the Caicedo situation. I know there's reports very heavily linking Caicedo with Chelsea. You know, the player, from what we've seen reports coming out of Ecuador, suggests that his preference is very much Arsenal. So let's see what happens. Things can change very quickly. You know, Arsenal were pushing hard for, for Mudrick and then Chelsea came in, you know, towards the end when they thought the deal was going away from, from them and and gazumped Arsenal. Who knows? Maybe Arsenal will match whatever Chelsea put in for, for Caicedo and then the player has a choice to make. So let's see how that one kind of develops. But as we've said, Brighton and West Ham are more than happy for those two deals to to trundle on and to open up potentially more avenues for more bidders and, and to raise the price. So let's wait and see. Uh, Charlie says, indeed, absolutely, I agree with this. Anything over 25 in the UK is too hot, without a shadow of a doubt, because we're just not used to it. It's just not how it goes. Uh, ben says, hey, Tom, question. If one of Rice or Cosedo don't sign, why wouldn't they consider Paulinha from Fulham? It was their best player last season and would seem like a good alternative. I think the age profile is probably one of the bigger reasons. You know, age profile-wise, is on the older side. You know, he's in his mid to late 20s now. And I think that West Ham are actually ironically looking at Palinia as potentially Rice's replacement. They're not as fast it seems, on, on the age profile of the player. But he's good. I just think that maybe Arsenal in the midfield area should be looking to bring in some quality younger options like Rice and Caicedo uh, potentially for the future. Um, let's go to... Andy says, yeah, uh, you can see, really see the thinking with Arsenal re-signing players to four-year contracts Ending in 2027, and the confidence we have in what we're doing, compare that to Chelsea's eight year contracts. Yeah, really overcompensating our Chelsea. I've seen some people um, criticise Arsenal actually for the length of contract. It gives Arsenal control. You know, it gives Arsenal the ability also to increase those wages. Um, They need to make sure they've got those players signed up. That's the priority. You know, if it was a five year deal, great, but I really don't think it dropped into a four year deal is a massive disaster as some people seem to make out that it is or a question mark on the ownership or on the executives that are doing those contracts, getting Saka, Saliba, Gabrielle, Ramsdale, Martinelli, all signed up to new contracts is an amazing piece of work by the club, and it absolutely should be appreciated as such. Um, Singatha, oh, I've pro- I hope I've pronounced correctly, but I've probably butchered it. Um, says, Tom, I watch all your shows daily for the past couple of years. Thank you, mate. Great education. Uh, question, will the funds not spent in January, i.e. what we wanted to spend on Mudrik, be added to what we're available to do in the summer? I was actually in the press conference where Sam Dean asked Arteta uh, after the January window closed. He said, because you didn't get Kaiseido, does that mean there's loads of cash available to which he found quite amusing? I think we could fairly assume, uh, Singatha, that certainly Arsenal have money to spend and the money that they were willing to spend in January that they didn't end up spending will, of course, roll over to this window. There's an expectation that Arsenal have plenty of money to spend. I've predicted I think Arsenal could have a record-breaking summer this year. And to be honest, if we're being all very honest with each other, they should be breaking their record for spending this summer. Without a shadow of a doubt, they should be breaking that record because they want to compete with City. They want to be better in the Champions League next season. They want to compete on as many fronts as possible. And to do that, what you need to do is spend big and you need to spend it smartly. You know, it's not just about spending big, but you need to spend it smartly. And Arsenal need to do both during this transfer window. Uh, Viray says, what do you think of Caicedo and Zubamendi in the midfield? I think Zubemendi is better on the ball than Rice. I think that, again, people underrate Rice's technical ability on the ball. Zubemmendi a really good player. Obviously, only test in La Liga compared to the Premier League. But for some reason, Rice's technical ability is really underrated. And when you look at the metrics, it shouldn't be because he's actually really good on the ball. Uh, Omar says, what about Madison? Where is he going to? Uh, he will be a good signing if we were to get him for a good price. It seems Spurs seem like a, a viable option for Madison. Newcastle also very interested. But Arsenal's priorities at the moment are on that defensive midfield area and the defence area as well, be that in the fullback position, be that the centre-back position. That's where Arsenal's focus is right now. Yes, there's interest in attacking players and potential forwards, but uh, Madison, I would be surprised if he ended up at Arsenal during this window. It seems Newcastle or Spurs are more likely destinations for him. Shane says, Pep mentioned in an interview after the final that the difference between this team uh, is that he had four defenders who could defend now. Was that a pop at Zinchenko and Cancelo? Should we not look at someone like Cancelo because of that? I think Guardiola has definitely obviously transitioned uh, and he spent a lot of the first part of the season actually testing out. He was using Rico Lewis at times. You know, uh, Cancelo was, of course, playing in the first half of that season. And then we started to see a shift and Ake went to left back. We saw Akanji used at right back. We saw Stones' role develop. He started to basically trust his forward front four or five players to do all of the work in the attacking sense. Yes, John Stones joins in with things really well and has actually, I think, surprised not only us, but I think has surprised... Guardiola as well, and because he's got a player like Stones being able to do what he does, what it means is is that he can trust that front five or front six when Stones gets involved to just do the work in that offensive third. He doesn't need to have to rely on overlapping fullbacks or Cancelo getting forward or Zinchenko getting forward. He's able to do what he's doing in that sense. Rodri as well is a big part of shielding that back four or back three depending on their shape, and if Arsenal can. I think Arsenal can mirror that with Zinchenko. I think Zinchenko is really important to the way that we play. We don't have to play like City to beat City. You know, you've seen, you know, sides like Liverpool have won the league with two very attacking fullbacks in Robertson and Trent Alexander Arnold. It's not one way suits the the way of winning. But you know, I think the way that Arsenal have Arsenal led the league for so long, with Zinchenko being that critical part of the team in terms of the back four and the build-up, but the key factor in why we ultimately fell away was because of the injuries to Saliba and Tomiassu, and we didn't have the depth to deal with that. I personally believe if Saliba and Tomiassu had stayed fit for the rest of the season, you know, we would have been a far stronger position, we would have been a far better place to beat teams and, you know, defend better. So oh. for me it's all about that and I don't think you have to mirror what Man City have done to necessarily beat them. Blackshine, has Xhaka departed yet? Not yet. Arsenal are holding off on sanctioning that exit until they've sorted out their, uh, their, their midfield replacement for him, their upgrade on Xhaka. Um, he has not departed at this stage. Uh, Leeds Gunner says, in my opinion, the trans window is already a qualified success with all of our key players extending their contracts. Lieber, Saka, Martinelli, locked in is so important. I don't personally agree. Uh, I think that, you know, it's an amazing achievement by locking down those players. But what we need to remember is that there is a lot of work that needs to be done to upgrade this squad, to improve the depth. And if we don't do that, we will be looking back on this summer transfer window as something other than a success. And, and that's what we need to think about making sure that we do is upgrading the squad. Singatha, I hope you appreciated the answer to your question. And you seemingly have, because you've joined up as a member. And I really appreciate that. Thank you for the support in the channel. And I'm sure our members are already welcoming you to the TGT family as well. Uh, Anne says Rice is signing a young Rodri, put him in the Arteta system rather than a Moise and he'll thrive. Uh interesting because there's some people and you know I, I think there's certainly credit to it. I know Clive has suggested this that Rice may play slightly further forward than Rodri's role he may play where Jacques has played. Um he may play slightly ahead of that. He might play ahead of Partey. He could play instead of Partey. I think there's scope in in Rice's profile that gives you he's malleable, you know, you can use him in different roles and I think that is going to be Really important um, for for us is having a player as, as you know, flexible, versatile as Rice. I think he's going to surprise people if indeed we do manage to pull off that signing in terms of what we do. Uh, Just Vance says, uh, if we get ricedo, Simican and Castagna Havertz, how would you rate it? Oh, that's a know, that's a 10 out of 10 win though. You know, you've got to be looking at those players. You've brought in Rice, Castedo. You've brought in two defensive players. You've brought in an attacking player in Havertz who I think is, you know, Whilst he's not top of my charts at all in terms of who I'd want to bring in the forward line I think people are going to very quickly underrate Havertz I think in a better team, better system under a better coach he's going to fl- he's going to flourish. So, uh let's see what happens there. I don't think I don't think Havertz will join Arsenal, but if you told me that was the window, that's mad. You know, that would be an unbelievable Rice and Caicedo just alone is a really really good step forwards, but there are other areas of course to what we're trying to achieve. As a club, as well, the tactical breakdown on the microphone is not going to be a good one. You know, I'll have to get uh, Danny the GFP to come in and assess my audio, which is not going to be very complimentary. About as I say, we're doing our best to try and fix these issues. It's just so frustrating. Uh, Omar says, "Is it just me, or have we too many captains in the team now? Not sure that we'll uh, sustain that. Too many cooks. Uh, I don't think you can ever have too many uh, leaders. uh, Too many." Uh, You know, people that are willing to stand up and be counted. No, I don't think so. We used to always talk about the fact we don't have enough leaders. Look, the fact that we are talking about having too many is a good thing. (laughs) A very, very good thing indeed. Uh, Kabenga says, hey Tom, are there any suitors for Pepe and Tavares? Not for Pepe that I've heard. Tavares, certainly uh, there's reportedly been interest by some clubs like Marseille. uh, Not Marseille, sorry, like... um, uh, Atalanta, West Ham have said to have an interest in him as well. Let's see what happens. Um, but uh, I, I, I can't corroborate those those reports. So, also because I know you're watching, right? The these <laughs> it's getting incredibly frustrating at times because I'm having to correct people. If it's tribal football, if it's the boot room, if you're watching these shows and you're using my quotes, please quote me in context. Look, I, ca- I can't stop you from using my quotes, guys. I get that, but. If you're going to quote me, please quote me in context and please use a headline that actually reflects what I've said. You know, it's incredibly frustrating seeing aggregators use quotes from websites like that and incorrectly and and they've been, you know, they've using quotes that have been incorrectly used. So please, I can't stop you from using my quotes, but if you do, please quote me correctly, you know. Um, and if I say words like reportedly because it's out there in the world it's not me saying it so don't use my quote you know (laughs) go and find the source of where it's from it's incredibly frustrating so uh, there's a little shout out to those guys because it's incredibly frustrating to see words taken out of context and certainly you know spoken I couldn't care less you know if people want to like use the channel big up the channel and stuff in terms of an article and use my quotes you know if you want to do that great you know But I'd rather that I was quoted correctly than not. It really, really does. Uh, It's really important that you do that because you are, you know, you're misrepresenting my words. And not only that, but you're misinforming people, which if you are a news outlet, which is, you know, the primary, you should be looking to educate your readers. You know, that's that's it's just frustrating uh, when people misquote me and put it out of context or just pick one or two words and put it into a headline, you know. So I'd appreciate if you could uh, use my words in context. That'd be great. Really appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Leeds Gunner says, uh, if we don't get a second defensive midfielder, would you go for another forward winger or an out-and-out striker, which is a greater priority? Um, Let's go and... If we don't get a second DM, and I don't think necessarily there's a reason for us to get one because... Cisado and Rice, right? I don't look at both of them as what I would describe as an out-and-out defensive midfielders. You know, I think that both of them have got scope to be just kind of central midfielders. We always get attached to these kind of definitions of roles, be it the Xhaka role, be it the name of a role, be it defensive midfield. You know, I think that Arsenal should be looking at bringing in two central midfielders in the broad terms of what that means, be it a deeper player, be it a box-to-box, you know. I think we need two players that can come into this Arsenal system and play behind Erdegaard, you know, play with Erdegaard. That's what I think we're looking to try and do. So, fingers crossed we see something. Uh, Derek says, ETA on the hats. I've not heard anything. We're still waiting to be restocked, uh, Derek. So, bear with us. Um, As far as I'm told, we're restocking at the moment. Um, Sam says, that's it. We've set Tom off on a TGT rant now. Look, I was going to say, anyway, I remember because I saw... um, Uh, I saw an aggregator. I think it was a guy called Dean um, was using the quotes and he'd taken the quotes from a website that are just completely misrepresented what I said on, I think it was Fresnader. It's like, just use my quotes in context. Like actually don't like, you know, pick and choose what you want to use. Use the quotes in context um, or don't use them. I don't know if there's any, people have to let me know if there's anything I can actually do about it you know, but you know, it's, it's incredibly frustrating. Uh, Guns of Yellow Ribbon says, well said Tom, too many clickbaiting articles out there with misquotes and misinformation. And it's really important that, you know, whenever I write an article, I want you to read the article, you know, cause I think what I've written is what I think, you know, I'm never going to write an article regarding something that I don't think is the case. You know, if I write, I'm going to do a piece later on kind of, um, kind of the rice situation and stuff like that. And everything I write in that piece is what I believe. You know, I'm not going to write something I don't, but it's just incredibly frustrating when people don't, you know, quote you in, in, in what you've said. And not only that, but what I've noticed also is recently, and you've probably noticed this as well, and I think this happened with Sasha yesterday, Sasha Tavalieri reported on that, um, on the story regarding Fresneda. If you actually go onto Sasha's Twitter and you have a look at the original tweet, Right, and I'll give you an example of this, and I am going to end up indirectly calling someone out, unfortunately, but it's just because it's an example. Let me find the tweet. Where is it? Where's the tweet from Sasha? Um, Here we go. So let me just throw up, and I'll share my screen with you, and then you'll be able to understand exactly what I'm saying. Um, So Sasha tweets – and as I say, Tasha knows his stuff regarding Belgian football. So it's always going to be important to take into account. So Sasha tweets, now going for Timothy, Arsenal now going for Timothy Castagna. Considered as a number two target behind Ivan Fresneda for the right back position. Arsenal started the talks with Leicester in order to find a deal for the uh, Diable Rouge. Uh, I understand things could develop quickly. Wait and see. Right. So that's the quote. But now, if we go to uh, one of the well-known aggregators that are out there, um, Eduardo Hagen, for instance, let me find his tweet about Castagna. Okay, so let me share this tweet with you. Let me share my screen. Where is it? So the tweet here, Arsenal are moving for Timothy Castagna. Open contact between Arsenal and Leicester. The move could be sealed quickly, reports Sasha Tavalieri. Can you tell me that you see the difference between what Sasha tweeted and what the aggregator here has changed about what they've said? A, they've not included anything that he said about the number two to Ivan Fresneda, which, which then led, when I quote tweeted a few things about Castagna, to people saying, why aren't we going for uh, Fresneda? Fresnader is absolutely sure to be like the number one. Uh, he's there. Why aren't we going for it? And I'm saying, we haven't stopped being interested in Fresneda. Where have you heard that we aren't now interested in Fresnader? Where have you heard that Castagna is the priority? And I got sent this tweet and I'm like, oh, it's so frustrating, like from a journalist's point of view, you if you're going to aggregate, use the whole thing, you know, and link also link back to articles. That's just people are taking the time to write a piece. If it's just a tweet, fair enough. Like if you want to aggregate the tweet, that's fine. But if there's an article that's been written and time's been taken on to going into this article. You've got to, you've got a used article. You've got to link back to it. It's just what's the word I'm it? It's just courtesy, isn't it? It's just the courtesy of doing it. You're never going to stop aggregating. I get what it is. It's always going to be there, but I just think there are ways of doing it and ways of not doing it. And you've got to absolutely you've you've got to be respectful to the information of where you've taken it from. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's my rant. That is my rant for the morning. And I, I don't mean anything harmful by it. And I'm not saying XYZ person is a, is this and that. I'm just asking politely if people can, you know, just to use quotes in, in the way that they're meant or just not leave out information when it has context. Because in that example that I've just shown you, you know, I think for me, leaving out the Ivan Fresnader part, which it says in Sasha's tweet is the number one is a really important part of the information because if you just talk about Castagna without including the bit about Fresneda you you leave out a really important part of the conversation so and then a, you know a lot of people follow these accounts you know tens of thousands in some case hundreds of thousands of people impressionable people you need to take you know take the ownership that's why you've probably noticed and I'm not saying I'm perfect on this you know because I certainly when I've been doing this Arsenal transfer show for ages, you know, and I would be talking about the stories, and I'll be saying about where the report comes from. You've probably noticed that I've now started to add in on the slides the uh, the name of the, or the initials of the uh, of the where the reports come from, just so you know where the report has come from. So a few people have left comments like, "Can you ma- can you say what the?" And I usually say it, but I don't have it on the screen, so I've started to add that. So you know, I'm not perfect either, and I'm trying to do everything I can to improve at the same time in terms of my reporting of things so if you think i'm a hypocrite for that instance fine but i'm just saying i feel like i'm entitled to have the opinion on this especially when it's my quotes to get used and misrepresented so there you go the quote the rant you made me rant even longer than i intended (laughs) so but do i care Says kim but do i care indeed i care about this there's some things i don't care about like Zinchenko posting on his Instagram congratulating Man City I couldn't care less about that I really really could not care less about Zinchenko posting uh, it doesn't matter to me in any shape or form someone did tweet me and said if it was if we'd signed someone from Spurs and then they'd done that how would you feel and I said yeah I'd probably have a question about that because that's probably a bit yeah that's that's you know being Arsenal's vilified rivals that probably changes the context a bit so i might have a question mark i still wouldn't get upset about it you know i still wouldn't be that angry or upset that i would feel the need to kind of tweet or go on a rant on youtube about it but uh yeah it's just how i think about that personally so there you go as i say everything i've said i'm not perfect either so you know that's why i'm all than happy to hold my hands up and say look i appreciate what you're doing but if you can just do it better and we can all improve how we cover arsenal and educate people about arsenal that'd be great um let's go into the chat box and say Wes says do you feel better Tom now that you've got that off your chest Mr W says uh that he wouldn't be polite and nice to you <laughs> hey look I, it's not about necessarily even being polite and nice it's just about being I think re- as respectful as you can mm-hmm. um and also, uh, yeah, I could go off on a rant about a couple of other things that I've been annoyed about in the last few days regarding aggregating, but I'm not going to do that today until it starts to really get on my nerves. Uh, Marcus says, was it a TGT rant that set the Villa Park press box incident off? You know, yeah, it was. I just turned around and said, you know, oh, aggregators, man. (laughs) And everyone just kicked off. Everyone went mad. Uh, Thank you, everyone, that's tuned into today's show. Uh, Thank you, everyone, that's listened. If you're any of the people that I've talked about in today's show regarding the aggregating thing, you know, I mean no disrespect. It's just I'm trying to say, please just do your utmost to to quote people correctly. It means a lot to uh, me and others, uh, if you could. Uh, It really would. Uh, But uh, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, I will be back uh, tomorrow morning, uh, UK time, uh, 8am, I only said 10 then, I will be alive at uh, half 10 this morning, so I've got a a quick thing at 10am, so the Arsenal way is delayed about half an hour or so, Um, but thanks to everybody that's tuned in and listened, really appreciate your time, as always, I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8am, giving you all the latest Arsenal news, ranting about something else, I'm sure, Uh, and uh, yeah, but it's been a pleasure to speak with you, as always, and uh, yeah, have a fantastic day, and as always, up the Arsenal.
0: Applied. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
1: Pro Pilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Drivers' responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talksport fan network. Talksport, powered by fans.